Ooh, I don't look so tough. Tell him, Ricky. Can't hear what he has to ask about this fucking song. I don't even know if he can hear it. He's not here with me. Dude, you need to check. You need to hear it. Can you hear it? I hear everything. I hear everything at the same time. What is up, everybody? Swags here with the prof, little impromptu from the Hill podcast. We didn't weren't able to get one in this weekend, but a lot did go down. So we wanted to get it in. How you feeling tonight, prof? Dude, I just had a major issue. Oh boy. Right there. Oh boy. But okay. Here, always with the song. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's, it has nothing to do with the song. What? So I don't know if everybody else heard it when they just fired it up. But I just heard, like, you repeating the same thing over and over and the music repeating. I and think I, it's, it's got to just be you, bro. It's got to be. I think it was because I had the live stream up on Facebook. And I was yeah, really having a lot of because you're getting that delay of the live stream, right? Like you yeah, but, the live stream but, and the delay. Yeah, but I, I muted the, I muted the live uh, the live stream on Facebook. Whatever, I'll just stay with where I'm at now. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't have any comments, so that's the only thing. Yeah, I got you. I got the comments. I'll read them to you, so everybody can say bad things about Nick because he can't see the comments. So that's even better. I'm gonna try it again, but then it's gonna be brutal. Yeah, bro. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. You're gonna mess yourself up. So thanks everybody for hopping on the live feed. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that, Ricky. Uh we're definitely gonna talk about that. He's not my favorite QB. Ricky says we gotta talk about Eli retiring. Puha sent me a text about that actually as soon as it happened, said emergency pod. Uh before we get into the content, real quick, uh wanna give everybody a reminder, make sure you click the notification buttons. I found out today. One of the things going on with Facebook, they changed the way they broadcast. So if you don't already, when you see the videos come up for Nick or myself, make sure you put the notification button on so that every time we go live, if you don't see the post, you'll see, get the notification on Facebook. Same thing on YouTube, right? Make sure you click those notification buttons. Uh, and as always, please share the videos, click the like, click the subscribe if you like them. This way we can get you in chat, stay live, have a good time. Uh, and also real quick, Prof, you got a nice t-shirt on there, man. Why don't you show that thing off for the people? Where, where wow. is that shirt? That's a nice shirt. So from the Hill exclusive shirt. Nice jacket. If you, don't, if you don't have one by now. Look at that. This thing's been out on the street for over a year now. We got you know, from been, the Hill merch. If you want, you, hit prof up. You know, we've been doing this for, for like two years now? Yeah, we got, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have been for like a year and a half. We got hats. We got tees. We got a bunch of stuff. If you want some from the Hill merch, hit us up. We will hook you up. Yeah, two so, years. So, like, I went back on my Facebook and I had in my memories. It was like two years ago when we started yeah. actually doing this in the in the studio in Jersey. Yeah, that yeah, that, dude. Kind of, we, were, we were actually talking about that. We need to do like a reunion studio show, right? Like one time to get down there for old time's sake. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, um, you know, it's a little bit of a commute now with the one year old who's actually sleeping like eight feet away from me right now. Bro, one of these times you got to get Muns on the show, bro. Like, I mean, I think he's of age, man. Yeah, he's gonna. He's trying to start talking soon. We have a couple words that he's trying to put together. Um, it may be problematic, but his word that he's working on right now is duck. Duck. 
He's really working hard on Doc. Okay, so as soon as he can say Doc, I want to hear it because I understand why it could be problematic. That may be his first word spoken on From the Hill, Doc. <laughs> yeah. And his father doesn't curse very much on From the Hill, so no, he might be doesn't. the first one. I know, because his, his co-host curses like a sailor all the time. That's true. Yeah, very true. So one thing we wanted to jump into before we talk about uh, NFL and Ricky asking about Eli is, so this weekend, UFC 246, McGregor Cowboy. Before we talk about the, the, the fight itself and the content, Prof was texting me and calling me that night. You had a little issue, didn't you, Prof? Why don't you tell everybody about I've it? I've a lot of issues lately, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like this technology thing is passing me by. Like, I, I'm like decent with emails. I'm pretty good with an Excel sheet. You know, I can work my way around a PowerPoint. So you're like but, good on Windows 95 technology is what you're telling us. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if you give me a, a nice DOS system, I can work my way around it. But like, I had major malfunctions. Number one, we were trying to start up this live stream. But on Saturday night, I was in a rage. I was furious. <laughs> I was sending out angry tweets and tagging. I don't even know if you call it tagging, but I was tagging Dana you know, White. Right, right. You went straight to the top, didn't you? I was tagging Dana White. I was tagging <laughs> UFC. I was tagging ESPN. I was having a major meltdown because I went over my brothers to watch the fight, right? So I know now this ESPN HD, you have to have it to watch these fights. It's their platform. ESPN is taking over ESPN plus UFC and it's you. It's ESPN plus, which by the way, I must click on nine articles a week and try to read. And I start reading the first paragraph and then it cuts me off. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It's the most annoying thing in the world. Dude, do you so, remember, do you remember, Back when it's like five or six months ago, we have to look and I can find it in the archives of the podcast. The first time I tried to ESPN plus, I didn't have the same experience you did, but I freaked out about it on the podcast and I called it a scam. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, I know we both talked about it, but so I'm sitting there and I have a login. My brother, my youngest brother has a login. I stole it from him and they knew this was going to happen. They knew everybody's going to do this. Just like sure. Netflix knows everybody knows this too. Not a big deal, whatever. So I have his login. I'm like, okay, we'll be fine. Well, I get it on my phone after I pay $70, $68, whatever it is. First of all, to get the ESPN H or HD, I call it, keep calling it HD, ESPN Plus, you need $85 for the year. Then on top of that, you got to pay $65, $70 bucks to get these pay-per-views. So I'm sitting there. I, I pay for it. I got it on my phone. And I'm like, okay. I don't want to watch it on my phone. I want to watch it on this 60-inch television that I have right here. Why can't I do that? So I call Jack in a panic. This is like 10 o'clock, 10.15, right? Yes. Yeah, started. So the prelims run on ESPN, <laughs> and they start at like 7 to 10 p.m., but as soon as the last prelim fight's over, then your pay content has to start. So I'm, I'm fired up like as I paid for it, right? And I've now – I Chromecast it to my television – because I'm wise to the ESPN Plus Act, right? But Prof here, this is his first rodeo with it. So he's calling me like, dude, how do I get this thing onto my TV? Like, what is this nonsense? I'm like, well, you have a couple options. If you have a smart TV that will pick up on it, and that has to be like a really a much newer smart TV, then right. you just Chromecast it directly from your phone into the TV. Right. That's but the if, problem. 
right. But if you don't, like my TV downstairs is dumb TV, not smart, super dumb. So I have to have a plug-in that goes into the back of the TV that allows it to Chromecast into like HDMI port number four, and then I can Chromecast all, it that all, way. All tedious, boring shit that nobody really cares about. All right. like I, I just want to watch the thing, right? I want to press a button and I want to watch the thing. Bro, so what happened to no, 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 picking wait, up my remote no, control and just pushing a button to order a pay-per-view, right? Those days are gone. Yeah, why can't we do that? So anyway, finally, fine. I'm, I, I'm like, okay, let's just log in from a computer and we'll HDMI cord it into the smart TV that's like 10 years old, whatever. <laughs> well, we did that. And my brother's computer, let's just say it's it's on its last legs. So I watched, a laggy stream. I watched the UFC like this. Like I was basically watching it on my phone while it was three minutes behind on the television. So Yikes. I knew what happened before anything happened. The Yikes. long story short, like like the question on all this is like there I know I'm not the only one. I can't no, well Ricky one. Ricky just chimed in. He said his stream went down on the pay-per-view. Like I can't be the only one that's having an issue with this. And why do they think that this was a good platform to display this quote unquote new right sport to the world like, first off it's a horrible idea it's a horrible platform and the thing is yeah laggy yeah that's that's true ricky it's good um here's the thing right so if you end up having bad internet connectivity during the fight like that could have been your issue right ricky where you went down are you gonna get who's gonna reimburse you comcast espn plus ufc like it's garbo hey, hey jenny so like I don't that's the part one that I don't get because not before if I went through my cable provider, right? I have somebody to hold accountable. Now I don't have anybody's throat to choke. What if my battery runs out on my phone because I had to plug something else into, right? There's a million different things going on here. It's really yeah. it, it's a full on scan. It's an a full on scan. So Ricky also lost three hundred hours on the fight. You bet on Cerrone, dude. You bet on Cowboy, bro. You you should have texted your boy. I would have told you well, that was hey, a bad bet. He's not the only one, dude. There were some major, major players that were posted on Instagram. Really? Dan Bilzerian put like a billion dollars on him, dude. You should have seen Bilzerian's Instagram. He had a guy, basically his guy, sitting there on a table counting stacks, stacks, stacks of hundreds as he's giving it over to the betting window, and they're counting inside. Dude, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. So Um, Cinco, I think, bet on him. Well, speaking of betting, there was a fight earlier that night on the undercard, and I forget the fight itself, but the the dog was my plus five hundred, the biggest dog to I think ever win on a card like that, and ended up winning the fight. So, I mean, huge payout, right? If you took the dog plus five hundred, but they they won the fight. I can't remember who it was. I kind of no names. The other thing about that fight, like when you looked up and down the card, it wasn't a big card. Holly Holm was the undercard, like second main event, and her fights traditionally suck. That fight sucked. And the heavyweight fight, I I like those guys, but the boa constrictor, dude, the guys fought like a hundred times, but his fights are boring because he just chokes everybody, just grabs onto everybody and chokes. So this is the issue that they have now. I mean, with they're they're basically just watering down the product at this point because I have I have seen now multiple events where it's like 
broadcast at two o'clock in the afternoon because they're overseas. Dubai, yeah, that was the last one. I didn't order it because I got to do it two p.m. on Saturday, right? But, like right. I'm bullshit. They've done, but they've had multiple events like this now, yeah, right? Where they're overseas, so, yeah. It's just like the product is not what it used to be. Where you're going there, if like when we used to go to bars and watch it, it was like BJ Penn versus Sean Shirk. Then that that wasn't even the, that wasn't even the main event. Like th that was like leading up to Anderson Silva, Forrest Griffin, or like that you had the real the big names that everybody knew, everybody loved, everybody was cheering for it on one side or the other. And now it's like, okay, who's this guy? He's, yeah, like, dude, I couldn't agree more. And even the next fight is my pretty much my favorite fighter of all time, right? Johnny Bones Jones. Who's he fighting? I don't know who the fuck he's fighting, and he's going to kill him anyway. So I'm not going to pay for it. Like I may, if I can work no, it in, get out the bar where they have yeah. it. You definitely are going to pay for it because you do. These are the things you do. Well, you probably. But, but I'm not. Not, I'll tell you right now that I'm not going to. Right, like I'm not. I don't want to because it, well, it's. I don't even. I didn't look at the undercard, but bones like bones is probably going to kill him. I don't know the guy. It's. I don't know. Like it was better when you know you had a bunch of different fighters, and you're right. Even the undercards were exciting. Now I'm like, eh. and I mean, listen, of course, Connor's enough to carry a pay-per-view, obviously. And so is Cowboy. You're talking about two stars. And that fight was great, by the way. Even is though Cowboy a star? Is Cowboy really a star? Or has he, he just been a, around right. since the beginning of time? Cowboy's a legend. Is what I know. He is. He's been around for so long. And we knew, I mean, honestly, I don't watch it that much. And I knew this was going to happen. Well, yeah. Well, that's why I can't believe everybody bet on Cowboy. I mean, I knew Connor was going to knock him out. I didn't think he'd be that fast. Obviously, like I don't think many people did, right? But so Ricky says this Saturday is going to be a good free event. I'll have to look into that. I mean, usually when they're free, I watch them if I'm not doing anything. But this whole ESPN Plus and paying for this shit, it was sixty-five hours for the event, and I had to pay a hundred dollars to subscribe to ESPN Plus. You know, do the math. Like if that's eight bucks a month it's 72 dollars for every event that i get like it's a little aggressive well and ricky ricky's statement kind of makes my point there and that it's they just had an event last week and now there's another one saturday and this one's free so they're going to have some turds in the ring that nobody's going to watch and you know what they may be great fights and they may they may they may be evenly matched that's really the that's really the key is getting these even matchups because you either have a disaster one way or the other where you have like you had holly holm and and whoever else what was the other girl's name nah, they basically like, just hugged in the ring for 15 minutes so that it was not a so bad it was a quote-unquote evenly a balanced fight but it was like there was no action in it yeah it was horrible so you didn't have you didn't have the best talent in the ring at the same time like i don't know and yeah, right well, before that fight i actually said i enjoy watching the girls i think more than the guys at this point because so their fights sometimes are sure well really because what it's come down to and i mean one of our favorite podcasts of all time was the habib connor podcast right and before that fight but that fight even was more exciting but like a habib and watching habib like he's a guy who is just nurgling him off he's a guy who's just gonna grab onto you and then pull you onto the ground now he's not gonna submit you he's gonna i mean he submitted connor but like he ground and pounds you so his fight isn't that dull but when these guys just grab onto each other and wrestle, it's not as exciting as seeing Connor or, you know, 
like old Altador or the what's the new guy, the style bender. I can't remember his name, the last style bender. Like these guys, they flail around, they swing. Like I want to see striking. I'm not as much there to see the wrestling and a grappling and a submission. I mean, I know it's gonna be a part of it, but the fans don't really want to see it either. So I, well, I'm I not know. I'm not like I don't want to go after one style or the other. I don't really care about that. But like people will pay to see McGregor and Habib. Well, yeah, because the biggest part you have, he's ever seen, right? I mean, sure, but not just for him, but but what happened last time? Like you pay for that, obviously. But my point is, you're basically you're basically being charged seventy dollars to watch that fight because the fights in front of it are going to be dog shit. Right. Exactly. And because well, it's all watered down. Ricky just said the blades will take down Junior and then lay on him for three rounds. Yeah, who the hell? Who who's who wants to watch that? I, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch guys punch it out, kick it out. You know, maybe grapple it out in between, but I want to see some striking. Yeah, so I'm not down with this new platform. I can't see them doing well with this. I mean, again, it does go kind of across their ESPN's whole platform, but I can't see the UFC growing based on this model. Me either. I mean, it was growing quickly when they were doing events, like big events, once a month. It was growing quickly that way. But now it's just like, like I said, I, I'm just tired of the watered down stuff. I don't, I'm not interested in watching three hours of prelim fights. I'm really not. I don't care. No, I don't I, care I, about I, learning I, who these people are. When they become stars, that's when I watch because I'm a casual fan. So if you're way into it, like it's good for you. You get to see some free fights. Excellent. But not my cup of tea. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, we agree on that. And this platform thing, I can't see it doing well. I'd be interested. I'm going to do a little research. I'd be interested to see. They probably don't even have enough feedback yet. They've only been doing it for four or five months. But I'd be very curious to see what the revenue stream looks like for that. And here's the problem. Because you have to already pay to be on ESPN+, Plus, which, by the way, I have yet to use in five months ESPN+, Plus for a thing other than ordering UFC events. So they really scammed me there. And like, what is their revenue share? I don't know. So then what are the real numbers going to be? You don't know. Either way, I agree with you. I, I can't see it being a profitable thing. And plus, at the bottom line, it's just a pain in the ass to watch a fucking pay-per-view. Literally, last time I wanted to watch it, and I, I gave them my money, paid my paid them my money. I had to drag my Xbox downstairs and hook it up because I can download ESPN Plus on that and run it because I didn't have a device to Chromecast into my TV. Like, what a pain in the ass. Again, I mean, going back to before where I could just click, oh, here's my cable provider. Here's the pay-per-view event. Click buy. Now I got to do this crap. It just, I don't know. I, I, I can't yeah. see it being a successful platform for them. So I can see why, like, this is, like, basically, I mean, I feel like this is typical ESPN at this point, just, like, tripping over their own you-know-what. Sure. And that's, honestly, if you really want to look back to what it goes into, right, we kind of talked about it a couple of weeks ago. ESPN's owned by Disney. Disney's trying to get into the whole streaming game, right, with Disney Plus. And so they're running the same playbook down the line to ESPN. You guys got to have a streaming platform. Everybody has to have a streaming platform. That's like the directive, the corporate directive across the way. Well, so here's the thing. If you did, if you, and that's how my brother got it. So my brother signed up for the, uh, the Disney, but with the Disney subscription comes the ESPN subscription, apparently. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. They, they want everybody subscribing to them, their, their whole giant Disney brand, right? <laughs> Ricky says it's those lay stacks are slamming down Buha. Dude, Ricky, Buha ain't e eating any lay stacks. He's keto. You can't have potato chips on keto, right, Buha? What is he, where does he see me eating potato chips? Bro, so when's the last time you had a potato chip, Nick? I haven't. I, dude, I've been on keto for over a year now. 
That's what I'm saying. So you haven't had a potato chip. You never had a potato chip in 2019, did you? <clears throat> no, I've never had a. I haven't had a potato chip in. I don't think I had it in 2018. That's no. A lie. No, I'm sorry. The lie detector test is proven. That's a lie. What year is it? Never mind. No, <laughs> I um. It's no, so bro. I got to the nine month mark, and I'll do a cheat meal every other Sunday, and I'm not wasting on potato chips. No, nah, it's pizza, pizza or cheesesteak or something. Got to be worthwhile. Yeah, I don't totally. know if it's going to be this this week. I did ice cream last week. Ice cream? <laughs> oh, you can't you can't have milk, right? No, you can't have dairy. Well, you can have dairy, but you have like cheese. Like it's your job. That's dairy. Yeah, you can't have milk. Um, even though this is almond milk, so you can have that. Yeah, you can have almond milk because there's you no almond milk in your coffee. Can't have cow milk. All right, so now, we're going to talk about Saturday. Where I got a whole. Couple things we're gonna do, by the way, just teasing. We're gonna do another podcast on Saturday. We're gonna do a little keto rundown because I, I I need a little keto breakdown. Uh, sure, man. I'm I'm happy to help. A lot of people a lot of people come up and ask me about it too. Yeah, it, I see it floating around on the web a lot. And Prof has lost like what forty pounds, dude. At this point, yeah, it was fifty. So I'm I'm like back. I'm back bulking up now. I'm back lifting a lot now. Yeah. So I put like five or six back on keto. Keto so it was 50 it, it was 50 pounds <laughs> that's crazy dude that's insane 50 pounds in a year that's nuts yes yeah, so what's he talk talking about, about? what am i putting up to my mouth man you got to get a new you got to get some new um gotta get better res- resolution here because he thinks i'm eating potato chips i'm i'm drinking <laughs> my almond milk is that what you're talking about <laughs> all right rick all right this shows for ricky by himself so Derek Jeter got elected into the Hall of Fame. One voter left him off the ballot. Not surprising. Baseball writers are a joke these days. Um, it's kind of hilarious. If he would have gotten the unanimous vote, he would have joined his teammate as the only other person to be elected unanimously, right? Mariana Rivera was the first to get it. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, right? Me's first ballot. It's Derek Jeter. We don't have to talk much about his career. We already have done that on the podcast before. We both love him. He is deserving. What I thought was a little more interesting than that was that Larry Walker made it in on his last year on the ballot. And we talked about this last year at the Hall of Fame vote, and I wanted to run it by you again. What we're seeing again with these guys, Larry Walker was, a numbers-wise, a tremendous player, right? But obviously, he was riddled amongst the steroid era and the steroid conspiracies and then we look at Bonds and Clemens, and again this year, their vote count percentage continues to climb. Eventually, they're getting in. A year or two, those guys are getting in. I don't know about the rest of these guys, like Sosa, McGuire, and the guys below Bonds and Clemens, but Bonds and Clemens are the cream, right? Bonds is the whole home run leader, all-time home run leader, single-season home run leader. Clemens' numbers are outrageous. What is he, a five-time Cy Young winner, four-time Cy Young winner? Seven. 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 They're going to get in. So my question to you is, how many years do you think it's going to take? I think two more, and they're going to start those two a week in. What do you think? I think next next year. You think it's going to be next year? Yeah, I think it's going to be next year. Well, Bonds was pretty close this year, I think, wasn't he? I mean, he was really close last year and this year. But to speak to the Larry Walker thing, I don't think that he's had – I I haven't heard any steroid talk about Larry Walker. I've heard – Mainly the issue 
with anybody that plays in Colorado, it's always been the boost that you get from playing in Coors Field. That was the biggest thing for him, I think, to overcome. I don't remember any steroid talk about him. I don't know if anybody's implicated that. Have you read that? I mean, I've I heard his name mentioned many times. And again, I have to go back and look. We talked about this with the report, the New York Times report that got leaked of guys who tested positive. You can just look and see if his name was on it. Well, was he in there? Was. I can't. That's I, I'd have to look at an accusation like, there. Well, I'm just saying he played it. Well, first off, so you're right about the Colorado thing, right? Nobody else agrees with that as much as me. I mean, I preached it, right, when we talked about it last year. I think anybody that plays in Colorado, their splits are ridiculous. Something we're going to talk about on Saturday when we talk about something that's going on and I'll be with controversy is a certain second baseman, you know, who was exalted, but his home away splits with the bullshit they were pulling in Houston. That's something to really look at. Anyway, I'm digressing because I don't want to get into that whole mess right now. We're going to talk about that on Saturday. But listen, I mean, I, I look at Larry Walker's look at Larry Walker's numbers that he put up, and he has an MVP award. He's a three-time batting champ. I mean, it's really hard for me to say that he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, lifetime OPS at like nine sixty-five, which is very yeah. good. He was on the four hundred watch almost every year for like a four or five year stretch, right? Like yeah, I mean he batted three seventy-nine in yeah. nineteen ninety-nine. I wouldn't I'm not saying he's not deserving. It's just he must have got hurt that year. But don't you question any of these guys that come from that era now? Yeah, I mean uh, but you know what? Like are we never going to elect anyone in from that era again? I mean, it was an era of baseball to just brush it off to the side and say this era never existed when, number one, baseball was promoting it the whole time, and it was bigger than ever. So, oh, well, I agree. They didn't have a problem with it back then. Right, and that's why Bonds is going to get in, Clemens is going to get in, these guys are going to get in because we can't just, as much as baseball wants to in terms of the Hall of Fame and the record books, you can't just gloss it over because – like nine of the top 10 home run leaders now or eight of the top 10 all-time home run leaders came from that era. So like, and baseball being such a stat sport, it's there and it, it's always going to be there. So yeah, this, this system is Larry Walker stinks. Yeah. He's the only thing good thing he did was turn his batting helmet around. You remember that at the all-star game, he did that shit, right? I do remember that. Yeah. Cause he almost got hit by a Randy Johnson fastball. So he flipped it around, took one pitch from the right side. I'm <laughs> um, just joking around, but he did not stink, definitely, but he was. I don't. I don't know if he ever finished a season playing like 150 games. I think he was hurt here and there a lot, and then it was the course factor that people had a problem with, and that was the main thing that was kind of keeping him out. Um, you know, but I definitely, I, I, I'm not mad that he got in. I do. I, like this system. This system with the baseball writers is so antiquated and such an old. It's just such an old, like, you have guys that are baseball bloggers now that watch more baseball than some of these writers. They they don't want, like, it's just not a good system anymore. Like, back in the day when there was, not every single game was on TV or you didn't have, like, MLB pass or whatever the thing is now, maybe that was a good system. It's not anymore. Like, there was a guy yesterday that voted for Brad Penny to get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Well, like, I, that's legit. Like, he's I, ser- I, I, like somebody I, seriously voted for Brad yeah, Penny to get in the Hall of Fame. I couldn't agree more. We talked about this with the vote, I think it was three or four years ago, when Lebitard gave his vote to Deadspin to put an internet poll up. And now, once 
the hall, the baseball hall of fame writer committee or whatever hell, whoever the hell runs that found out he got his vote revoked, but literally he let the internet decide his vote. And then he put it in that way. It's I mean, just, it's it, a terrible system, terrible system. And, and it's, it's all based on how this player treated you in the locker room. It's all political. I mean, Kurt Schilling's very close to getting in, but Kurt Schilling should have been in the Hall of Fame five years ago. Right, and why isn't he? Um, because he, he's, you know, whether you like his political stances or not, he's going to tell you about it. So people are do not like that. And, I mean, listen, if I'm running that ceremony, do I want Kurt Schilling to be the first one up there speaking about – maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's a factor into it. Like, but – your personal feelings toward a player or how that player treated you in the locker room or these outside factors should have nothing to do with your play on the field and whether or not you're a Hall of Fame player. We even saw saw with T.O. Why is is he not in the Hall of Fame? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He's the second or probably the third best receiver of all time. Yeah, we we just talked about it with him. Totally agree. And it's – until they stop letting these sports writers just control the entire system, it's always going to be that way because the sports writer didn't like a guy or didn't like this guy. It's always going to be that way. Yeah, and Bob chimed in. Walker is more of an all-around player than someone like Sosa. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, Sosa, Sammy Sosa, we've talked about him before, and I, I sort of poked fun at him, but he's a guy who was barely hanging around the league, and then he juiced up, and he's hitting 50 home runs a year. Larry Walker, you know, was a three, what was he, 360, 378 the one year? Like, Larry Walker was a hitter. He's a good hitter. Sammy Sosa just put a lot of meat on and started mashing home runs at Wrigley Field. Like, you know, there's a big difference. Well, and to that, I mean, to that statement, I mean, that the average the average is what you're looking at. If you're talking about average, that's where their, your course factor comes in. But, True. you know, he didn't play every single year in, in course. I mean, he hit. 322 Montreal, 300 Montreal. I was going to say, he was a legacy expo, if I remember correctly. Old yeah. school expo. Yeah. But he did get the benefit of Coors Field, which, you know, it, it is what it is. You can only play where you go. Man. And, like, he uh, he won an MVP. I think if you win an MVP, you should automatically get looked at. For, I, don't say, I don't think it's a lock that you should get in, but you should be – that should go in your favor. Um, now Jeter never won an MVP, but obviously he was known for something a lot different than home runs. And he was a winner. He won all the time. Yeah. And Jeter's postseason statistics are pretty much off the charts, right? Yeah. Board, yeah. So he's that, at the top of this for nearly everything. Right. So you have that going and, and you know, the epic plays that run by, I mean, Jeter, Jeter. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I agree. I'm okay with Larry Walker getting in. Obviously, good with Jeter getting in. And I think that it will take Bonds and Clemens one more year. But Schilling is also an interesting one because, I mean, Kurt Schilling, speaking of postseason numbers, right? I mean, his postseason numbers are tremendous. You know, Hall of Fame worthy, let alone his regular season accomplishments. So Yeah, I mean, dude, I think he gets in just based on his postseason alone. I think, But I think he's close. I think he had like, uh, I don't know if he had 70% or that was just like a projection but like he's i think next year might be his year for that too it's just like i said now i did hear i did hear one theory on why the one person would not vote 
Jeter. And it's because, okay, you get 10 votes. You can only put 10 votes in. So if somebody wanted to increase the chances of, say, a guy like Scott Rowland or a guy like Schilling or a guy like Jeff Kent, which his numbers, I don't know why they're so low either. But that's well, like, Again, Jeff Kent is an, and he's got probably the best offensive numbers for a second baseman of all time, but he was a, an asshole to the sports writers all the time, right? I mean, he's apparently an asshole to everybody. But they don't like him. They, but who cares? But like, who cares? Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, shouldn't matter. Shouldn't, shouldn't matter. But anyway, different different conversation. But what they were saying is that a theory was if you were going to leave Jeter off to get another 10 guys a little bit closer because you know Jeter's going to make it. You, you didn't, you, there was no question whether or not he was going to make it. It was the question was, is it going to be unanimous or not? But to be that one idiot that doesn't have on there. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Sh- just leave that box blank that says you could make my votes public. I would not have checked that box if I was that person. Yeah, and I don't think he did, right? Because I still haven't heard it come out who it was. I think like it doesn't. I don't know. I'm sure that somebody's going to go by process of elimination and look at everybody that left their votes uh, anonymous, and they'll go back and see who it could have been, and then that list will pop out and blah 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 blah. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of them just a lot of them put it out there way before the vote even came out. So right. Yeah, Bobby says he agrees with you. They won't let Schilling in because of politics. They hate him. It's just controlled too much by the sports writers. So, um, but I, I, I think eventually Schilling. Number two. So, last thing we want to talk about before we get out of here is we obviously had our conference championship games in the NFL. So, two weeks ago, Prof had a nice four zero in the divisional round, but we picked our Super Bowl. And from those games, going, we, we, we all picked our Super Bowl. And there's only one guy here who had both of the teams. <clears throat> that would be Swags. I had the Chiefs and the Niners going. Um, the Chiefs are have just been awesome to watch. For the second straight week, they go down early. And then Patty just and that offense just are unstoppable. They appear to be unstoppable. They storm all the way back. And the other team, it looks like, just is completely out of gas from getting up 20 or 24 or whatever they get up. And then the chiefs just come steamrolling back and score a hundred and win. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't have many other thoughts about the chiefs Titans game than that. Other than, well, they're, they're not going to be able to afford to give up points early on in this game. That's like they I'm have thinking. for the last two weeks, because right. they, you know, the Titans came out and I don't know if it was 17, but I know they had at least 10 that they came out with that were unanswered by the chiefs. And like, you're looking at it again, you're like, Oh, here we go. Um, but uh, you know, there was no doubt that they were going to turn it on because they can, they, they have the weapons on that team to turn it on whenever they want. And with that quarterback, that's the X factor. I mean, we've seen, we've seen some of those players in this system Andy Reid system for a while, but until Mahomes really just grabbed it by the balls, I mean, they couldn't take the next step and right. this kid is dragging them to the next step, not dragging them to the next step. Cause they had, they got talent. Exactly. That's what, that was my, that's a good word. Yeah, totally agree. Um, you know, the Titans, Titans had a nice run, but it would have been a crappy Super Bowl if the Titans made it regardless. Uh, so. Oh man. I mean, tremendous run by the Titans. And you know, the question now is they have some, they have some uh, decisions to make regarding Tannehill uh, regarding Mariota, regarding I think we both Mariota. agree that Mariota's gone, right? 
Sure, but do you bring do you bring Tannehill back? Did he do enough to to earn a, another deal? And then the second thing is Derrick Henry. Um, right, they're you know, faced with the ultimate question that teams get faced with when a running back gets off his first contract. Right, are we going to invest a significant portion of our salary cap? to a running back who's now got four years of NFL tread on his tires to go with whatever else he had before. And he's, and you know, the, the, the major factor for me is he's not a little dude. He's not like a, he's a monster. Yeah. He's not a guy that's, that's, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the right uh, comparison here, but he's a, he's a big boy and he's the tread tread on those tires goes a little bit more quickly than. Yes. The tread yeah. of, I mean, of a, because, Right now, Derrick Henry's six three. He's the tallest running back in the league. You typically don't see running backs above six foot, let alone six one. He's six three. What is so unique about him is not only can he run you over, he can still outrun you, right? Like when Derrick Henry gets behind the, the next level, he doesn't get caught. I mean, maybe the D backs drag him down, but the D backs are the fastest guys on the team, right? But like Derrick Henry still has that speed. When his first steps or two start to go, he can still be effective because he's so big. As with every running back, all the time, every single running back, it's not a gradual fall off for running backs. It's you stop and then fall off a cliff, right? See, and you can go down for the past 25 years. Sean Alexander is an example I always use. You remember Sean Alexander on the Seahawks? Sure. 1,600 yards, 1,700 yards, 1,850 yards, MVP, and then the next season, 600. He's done. Like Once they hit a point, he's done. style is a little bit different, obviously, but – sure. Um, well, like you know. once, once they hit a certain point, they're done. But if you're Tennessee, right? How can you not give him a big contract? That's the flip side. How can you not? Yeah. I you mean, he's earned it. So, so, but are you going to play the game that all these teams keep playing with these guys now, which is franchise first year, pay him a ton, right? Because you're going to franchise him, franchise second year, and then let him go. That like that's the the option that they have. And that's probably what's going to happen unless they can agree that they're just going to give them a deal, right? Unless they can work out some kind of hometown discount deal. Well, yeah, and it's just a matter of if you're thinking with your heart or if you're thinking with your head. I mean, for what he did this year, it seems worth it to give him the money. But history will tell you that, that it's it's not a smart move. I just don't think that it is. I mean, he's the guys that – and I don't know speed-wise who he compares to for a guy that size, but you look at like Brandon Jacobs or Ron Dane and it's like they kind of just fell off real quick. They were they were big, you know, tractor trailers back there. Yep. Um, I totally agree. I don't know if that's a good comparison or not, because I don't I'm not I don't recall Ron Dane. I haven't heard that name in a while. I mean, but he's a big boy, right? Yeah. I but but he Derrick Henry is so not as fast. Because Ron Dane was probably five eleven or six foot, right? Like Brandon Jacobs was a little taller. He was probably six one, six. Uh, yeah, Ron Dane was much shorter, but he was like a little fat. He was stocky, but I, I can't remember a running back that's been as big as Derrick Henry, tall wise, since like Eric Dickerson. He's the only guy I, I can think, think of that stood. I that think far. Brandon Jacobs was was that big. Brandon Jacobs was big. He was a big six, guy. Four. Six, four, 264. Yeah, Brandon he Jacobs, yeah, he was a big boy. But he was, I mean, he was good. He wasn't Derrick Henry. Good, no, no. Right? No. I so, agree. I mean, coming out, I thought he was, but. The franchise tag, before we move on to the other game, yeah, Chiefs by a million. I agree, Ricky. We're going to talk about that. Of course, I agree. Um, but a lot of talk going on about Dak Prescott now, right? 
there's big changes in Big D with the coaching staff. Obviously, Mike McCarthy's there. We're going to talk about coaching changes as well on Saturday. Uh, but what do you do with Dak? You got to pay him, right? You got to give him, you got to back the truck up because Dak bet on himself this year on a $2 million contract and he almost threw for 5,000 yards. Now, the Cowboys underachieved and didn't make the playoffs, but you could attribute that to a lot of things, which we talked about already. Now, Dak is sitting there. If you franchise him, one, it's sort of an unprecedented move to franchise guys at quarterback. If you do it, the only guy that's really been done to is Kirk Cousins, right? Kirk Cousins got yeah, the like two guys. Right? And actually worked out for him because he ended up getting like 50 plus million for the two years on a franchise and then got a big contract with Minnesota anyway. So it worked out. If they franchise Dak, it's $27 million this year, which is monstrous to your cap, right? Instead of working at a deal, then you're sending the wrong message to your team. Like, well, this is our guy, but I don't think we're going to give him a five-year contract with 160 million guaranteed. So, I mean, you got, you got to give him a contract, right? You got to give Dak a contract. Yeah, I I do think you give him a contract because what else is out there for you to, to do other than piss him off, franchise him? You know, even with that, that cap hit, I mean, it is big, but he's asking for more than that. He's asking for, what's he asking for, like $40 million a year? Yeah, he wants he wants that. So, I mean, he played himself out of that, number one, which is stupid by him. Sure. Like, they probably had – I forget what the offer was on the table, but it's probably somewhere around thirty million, which he would have made out fine. He's probably the way things ended up for them. He's probably worked himself backward into probably what he's going to get for the franchise tag. You think so? Has he? I mean, he threw for forty nine hundred yards last year. I know that. I know, but second highest passing offense in the NFL didn't didn't matter. Didn't beat the Eagles. Didn't make the playoffs. Sorry, didn't do it. That's what matters. But is that if so? If you're if you were Jared Jared Jones and you're sitting across from old Dak and you say, "Hey, listen, no, he played well this year, but you know, team went eight and eight, so we're gonna need to take pay cut here from what you want." Like that doesn't fly. I mean, if you're gonna it's compare, not a pay cut. it's not a pay cut. It's it's or it's market you're value. Take from what you wanted, it's market value. And you know, I'm I if I'm Jerry, I'm signing him. I'll try to get it down. But if I need to sign him at in the 30, 35 range, I probably do that. Because when that contract's up in five years, let's you know who's going to break the next record for an extension. It's just going to be over and over again. They're just going to yeah, break the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you. I always view it as you're getting him at discount now. Yes. For future performance, you that's can't. how I always look at it. And maybe that's a stupid way to look at it, but it's true. I do that with everything. Yes, it's you're right. absolutely right with quarterbacks. You have got to do it. When your guy comes up, if it's your guy, you have to just break the bank because we talked about it this year earlier in the podcast when like Matt Stafford is currently the highest paid quarterback with the way the contracts rolled out, right? Just because his number came up at the right time and then now we're in the life cycle of when he got his contract, he's making the most this year. Next year, it may be Matt Ryan or Drew Brees or whatever, but when your guy's number comes up, you have to back the truck up if it's your guy. You can't franchise Dak Prescott if you think he's going to be your quarterback for the next 10 years. It's just asinine that that's even getting floated around. Yeah. I understand from the difference between Dak wants 40, they're offering 30, they're trying to meet somewhere in the middle. But the idea of even franchising a quarterback for someone, like Kirk Cousins was a unique situation because clearly 
first off, Washington's a dumpster fire. That's why they're a dumpster fire because they use a franchise tag on our quarterback, which is ridiculous. But if you are the Dallas Cowboys and you think Dak Prescott's going to wear the star for 10 years, you don't mess around with franchise tags. Eventually, they'll come to a number, but they, they got to get it done sooner than later because there's just well, so much chaos going on down there right now. One of the questions I think that was that was surrounding Kirk Cousins was that, is he really a franchise quarterback? I mean, I think that was the question the whole time, but I think if you look at Dak, I have to say he's a franchise guy. I mean, I would keep him around. I would keep if he if he was our quarterback, I would definitely want to hang on to him. I think, you know, he kind of uh, had to fight against the current because of Garrett most of his, you know, for his whole career anyway. Yeah, so I, mean, I agree. I think he did show enough to prove that he's a franchise quarterback. I don't see a better option out there for them at this point. Do I mean what else uh, are you gonna do? What, if they don't sign Dak or keep him, they're not gonna let him walk. It's either gonna be franchise or they they come up with a deal. But if they franchise him, what are they gonna do? Draft a quarterback? Like it's it's a joke. Yeah. No, they're gonna sign him, and and like I said, you know, in five five years down the road, it's gonna be at discount, or at least you know the way the money yeah. is going. Discount compared to you know whoever else is up for their deal. <clears throat> exactly. So let's, the last game was the NFC game, and it was awful. Um, Aaron Rodgers, who didn't have a great year, despite the Packers actually having a really good record, which was odd in of itself, uh, they got absolutely destroyed by the 49ers. The 49ers are a juggernaut. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 10 times, which is uh, interesting um, in itself. But let, me, uh, let, me, let me break some news here just real quick. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Arrest warrant issued for Antonio Brown. Nice. Felony burglary and battery. Nice. Dude, this guy. What a disaster. What Sorry, a disaster. I had an interruption there. What a disaster Antonio Brown is. Um, so. <laughs> Sorry to throw you off. off well, the you did, I actually, since you brought it up, was going to ask if you watched the video of him that got taken out three days ago. That got taken of him like yelling at the police. Did you see that? Dude, I just feel bad for his kids, man. It, I mean, that's a disaster to grow up in. They're going to be messed up just like him. Yeah. I, what I don't understand about the whole thing, honestly, is the sort of split personality that he has between saying he wants to get back in the NFL, but then the rest of this circus, when there has to be, understand that he's sort of taken on this like solo persona, but there has to be somebody close to him with half a brain who's like, listen, AB, bro. If you want to get back in a league, just take it easy. You got to take well, it easy. You got to so a little bit. Here. There was there was that person, and it was Drew Rosenhaus, but he has this All week seen. cut ties with yeah. him because the dude's out of control, man. Like if you if you follow him on Twitter, he's shooting these music videos. Like <laughs> it it's like him with like an unplugged guitar, just like yelling at a camera. And it's on a football field, and it's in, standing on the dining room table, and it—it's—I'm like I'm embarrassed for him, you know. Like it's—it's it's really bad. Yeah. I, I, what I hope, what I wish and hope, is that I know he's not in the NFL anymore, but this guy played what eight years, nine years, something like that, in the league. So like he's in the benefits package or whatever. The players' association should still be on his side. Someone from the NFL who he respects or listens to, I don't know who that could be, 
former player, someone from the association, Dee Brown, someone. There's got to be somebody this guy respects can come in there and try and straighten this out. Because Dude, I don't, I don't think there's any comeback for him. Say that he's doing all this for the attention or whatever he would come out and say. It's a joke. It's an absolute disaster. And it's a shame. It's a shame to see the fall from grace, honestly. You hate well, to see it. If we want to continue down this tributary, if you saw the Delonte West video yesterday, that was oh also extremely disturbing. That was disturbing. And the crazy thing about Delonte West is that's a little closer to home for Prof and I, right? Because Delonte West went to college right here in Philadelphia, St. Joe's. So, yeah. I saw that video. Ah, man. That's, really sad. Yeah, clearly drug-related. Like, clearly he's got a serious substance abuse issue. I won't necessarily just call it drugs, but he's got a huge substance abuse issue there, substance addiction problem, something going on there. But um, that video is really bad. You, feel, so, you instantly feel bad. So Bob's, Bob's trying to lead us down another uh, – tributary which is uh the hernandez documentary but we're gonna leave that for saturday yeah we're leaving the hernandez doc for saturday for sure and uh yeah i'm gonna leave your comments in the chat there ricky we're not gonna read them out loud everybody sure. knows about so anyway the <laughs> on the Cavs saga <laughs> so back to uh yeah packers 49ers. so yeah what i was saying is about that game which was crazy is jimmy garoppolo threw the ball 10 times right but they didn't really need to because the defense suffocated. The running game was outstanding, just destroyed the Packers on the ground. And I heard a lot of people then coming it back, and it's you know it's a it was a prof move. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I got get up on the TV right, and they're all talking about Jimmy G's. Is he game manager? Is he this? Do you trust him? Is he that? Listen, here's the thing: you can say what you want about Jimmy G and only throwing the ball ten times. But how good were the Niners last year without him? And if you put somebody else in there, could they do the same thing? Yes. But do they do the same thing? I don't know. And there's a lot to be said for a guy at the quarterback position with a team who believes in him, right? And they may be driven by the running game. And obviously, they have the highest money spent on their payroll on defense in the league. And it shows their defense is absolutely stacked. That defense is ferocious. So we get it. That's what leads the team. But Jimmy G's getting the job done. I mean, he took the team to the Super Bowl. So, I, you know, coming down to it in a big yeah, spot. It's, awesome. well, this isn't, this is well, definitely no, not the not there. same team as last year. I mean, it's not the same team as last year. They made a lot of moves on both sides of the ball to change things up a little bit. But the brilliance of this comes from my boy, Kyle. Your boy. Yeah. I mean, dude, like I doubted him and I doubted him in this game because I was relying on the experience and, um, Poise of Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing anymore. He's completely checked out. Like he 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 makes some throws throughout the course of a game. You're just like, this is the best quarterback of all time. But then he'll he'll put that the he'll fumble that ball and just like totally turn like totally not even try to go after it. Like he doesn't even care. So. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but I I put my faith in him picking the Packers and the experience over this new team that was on the way up that, you know, I didn't think they would be ready so quickly after, like you said, a disastrous year last year. Again, different players on both sides of the ball, but Shanahan 
is he's the man. He is. He's the real deal. That team's the real deal. Won't talk too much about the Chiefs yeah. not matchup. Another thing that I'm that next week. Another thing that I'm really pissed off about is that Raheem Mostert now is uh, Barry Sanders, <laughs> and seven teams, and seven teams should have seen him as the next Barry Sanders, and yeah. like, so everybody's like, oh, the Eagles caught him. The Eagles caught him. Well, part of it's the system too. Yes. Like, part of it's it's not all the player. You know what I mean? If six other teams caught him in addition to the Eagles, there's probably a reason for that. And he's doing well. It's great that he's doing well. It's great to see him doing well. It's great to see him still in the league. It didn't work out here. It didn't work out with other teams. No. Because, and you have one big game. That's great. Yeah. You know, had a couple games. That's great. Anyway, I turned that I turned that game off at halftime. Yeah, me too, actually. I mean, I, I came back. I, I stopped caring at halftime. I, it was a, it was the worst championship games I can remember in recent history. Uh, and coming off of the Chiefs game, which was amazing, right? I mean, that game was awesome, Chiefs-Titan game. Uh, the Packers-Niners game just sucked. You just knew the Packers were done. Like, once the Niners jumped all over them, they are done. One thing that we were both alluding to, I think, and didn't actually come out and say it is, you can't, you can't, what the Chiefs have done the last couple weeks, and this is the last I'm going to say about, like, the matchup with them, what they've done the last couple weeks in letting the, like, getting a team get up on them early is not the right recipe against the Niners. They can't come out and get down early and expect to have the same success. That's a teaser. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl next week, not this Saturday, next week. Yeah, plenty more to come. On that well, so Bob and Ricky are just just trolling in chat. It's actually funny. I'm going to read both of these because Bob, Bob says, famously from the Waterboy, after Waterboy goes on his weird rant, and this is just another reminder, kids, don't do crack. That's right. That's a good, that's a good thing to say. And Ricky says Danic issues. That's not fair. That's not fair, Ricky. That's unfounded. You're like uh, TMZ over here, bro. You don't do it. So Danica, Danica was on PMT not long ago, um, and she's awesome. She's, like, really cool. I thought she was going to be kind of bitchy just from, I don't know, from what I've heard about her. But she's well, actually really cool. You Danica, you thought she was going to be bitchy? Oh, yeah. I totally judged her just from, I don't know. I guess I guess I kind of – just did some deductive reasoning based on Rogers' personality and put them two together. And if they're happy, then, you know, she has to be kind of the same way he is. And I don't know, maybe she has a little, uh, RBF too. A little wrestling bitch face sometimes, but mm. she was actually really cool. Mm. She was funny. I agree with that. I mean, dude, I think I, I too, she came up this weekend in conversation and I said to me, Danica is probably pretty cool because she's a race car driver, like, and race car drivers are cool. Like they're into speed, they're like that's it. I mean, like, what race car driver isn't cool? Like Dale Jr., like you know, Jeff Gordon. Race car drivers are cool, man. Like, everybody, like, race car drivers, you, are just cool. dude. You don't know race car drivers. I know stuff. race car drivers, all right. I know race car drivers. So that's it for today. I don't have anything else to go over, Prof. You have anything else you want to talk about before we start to wrap this up? No, I mean, but there is a lot to talk about. I mean, there was a lot. We didn't even talk about the national championship at all, but that's okay. No. No, we didn't. we didn't talk about Odell Beckham being the most obnoxious human being in the history of time, but that's okay. Yeah, we Maybe we can touch that on that before. Saturday a little bit. Yeah, huh? we talked about that before. We did about how Odell is completely the most obnoxious. Oh yeah, I mean, but that was from that was from years past. I'm talking about yeah, his most, his recent, most recent. His most recent. But maybe we can touch on that Saturday. I'm glad that we are getting right back at it uh, in a couple of days, so that you know we kind of. Um, go into everything that's happened in the world sports because there has been a lot in the last few days 
and we're just trying to we're just trying to keep up, man. Yeah, we're just trying to keep up. Thanks everybody who who hopped in. Remember, that's a teaser. Saturday morning. We're not sure exactly what time yet. Sometime between nine a.m. and twelve p. Probably right, but we will put out on our platforms what time we're going to be starting. Hopefully, we have a third in here. It's always fun. Um, I've talked to Brian about it. He seems to be thinking he's available, but we'll confirm. It's always fun having a third in with a lot to talk about. One thing cool I wanted to tease that we are going to do is the first time Prof is going to hear this. What I want to do for Saturday is I want to do our all-pro teams. So the NFL obviously released its all-pro team. We're going to take a look at their all-pro team and say, did they get it right? Who would you put in here? That's always good conversation, good for the stream, good fun. So I want to do that. We had a lot of other things to talk about, which we teased already. NBA is at the halfway point of the season coming up there for Saturday. It's about like 36, 38 games left. So there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, we just got NHL, a ton of That's NHL All-Star game. NHL All-Star game. Saturday. NHL All-Star game. We got a ton to talk Skittles about. competition not, Friday. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss that again. Please make sure, if you don't already, that you subscribe on the platforms. That's iTunes and YouTube. Make sure you click the notification buttons on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes so you know when we're up, you know when we're live. We like everybody who hops in the chat. Ricky says do it after two so you can watch, bro. Watch it on your goddamn phone wherever you are. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. Love everybody that hopped into the chat. That's all I got. Prof, you want to say a couple more words or are you good to go? See you Saturday. We will see you all on Saturday. For the Prof, Swags, peace. See you. Definitely out on this music. See you.